Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Faraz Siddiqui. I'm here with you. It's just me right now because Zach is having some technical difficulties. He's going to be on here shortly, hopefully, <laughs> if his technology cooperates with him. Um, but we're going to go over the Thursday night football preview between the Cardinals and the Saints tonight. Uh, we're also going to go over quarterback rankings, going to go over running back rankings. Um, so we're going to get right into it. A couple guys who's, who are back in practice, Jonathan Taylor, back in practice. That's a great sign. I think he got a limited in. Uh, DeAndre Swift got a limited in as well. Amara St. Brown, great news there. He's He had a full practice on Wednesday. So that's a great sign for him. Yeah, so I think that those are like the major ones. Naheem Hines, he's getting a limited practice in as well. So, like, if Jonathan Taylor were to miss again, I don't think he will. Naheem Hines is probably going to be involved. Deion Jackson, by the way, that quad strain doesn't seem to be an issue. So I wouldn't worry about that. He practiced in full yesterday. But still, you know, if Naheem Hines is playing, I would expect him to eat into that workload if Jonathan Taylor were to play um, or, or were to miss, actually. want to go with Thursday night's game. A lot of starters in tonight's game, right? Yeah, Kyler Murray, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins. Eno Benjamin, you know, assuming Connor is out, you know, I would play Eno Benjamin, like, as a solid RB2. James Connor, like, they're listing him as a game-time decision, so I doubt that he plays. Uh, keep an eye on that. If Connor plays, I think he's, like, a low-end RB2 for me, maybe. Uh, I won't assume that he gets all the work if he does play tonight. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, I have Benjamin as a solid RB2 if Connor does miss. Uh, Zach Ertz. He's a solid start at tight end. Uh, Rondell Moore, solid PPR wide receiver three tonight. Uh, on the Saints side, you know, you got Kamara. We'll get into Kamara a little bit later, but he's obviously in your lineup. We're going over the running back rankings, so I'll talk about Kamara in a bit. Uh, but he's obviously in your lineup, and he's been getting some serious work over the past two games specifically. Um, let's see. Uh, who else? You know, Andy Dalton. It looks like he's going to get the start of that. The Saints actually haven't named their starting quarterback. But Jameis Winston is not on the injury report. So keep that in mind. But beat reporters are saying that it's looking like it's going to be Andy Dalton, who, by the way, has a chance to win this job. Um, so it, it is possible that that happens. Um, and if it does, like if you're in a Superflex League, two-quarterback league, it's, it's, it's probably worth picking up Andy Dalton because once he gets his weapons back, Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, he might be a pretty good Q, QB2 for you, right? Keep that in mind. Now, Let's see. Uh, who else? Uh, Chris Olave is going to be in your lineup. He's a solid wide receiver, too. 
this week. Uh, he's out of the concussion protocol. Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry have already been ruled out. So he's going to get the targets. Um, and this matchup isn't too bad. Um, you know, the Cardinals have been pretty good taking away number one wide receivers. Um, but I think he could still get his. There's nobody on this team who shadows necessarily. Um, they do move their corners around a bit. Uh, but no one corner really follows these wide receivers around, um, at least, you know, so far this season. Um, so so that's what we got so far. Now, you know, just real quick, I, I did want to show you guys. Um, there, there were like a couple of we haven't been doing great. We haven't been doing great on these uh, on these pickums lately, um, you know, on these on these underdog pickums over the past like two weeks. Hopefully, you guys have more luck than I had. Like we were on a hot streak, right, coming into like week five, I think it was, and then week five and week six, uh, especially the Thursday night games, have been brutal. I've been doing okay, a little bit more than fifty percent uh, on, on these other, you know, a little bit more than fifty percent on the Sunday slates. That's been that's been fine for the most part. But there are a couple of, you know, reception props that I like in this game. Like, for example, DeAndre Hopkins over five and a half. That one's okay. I'm not super into that one. But Rondell Moore over five receptions I like. Zach Ertz over five receptions I like. Those are the couple ones that I like. So maybe you, you can combine that uh, with Alvin Kamara. I think Alvin Kamara's one is only at four receptions. So I do like that one as well. So those three are the main ones that I like in this game. You know, Chris Olave, 62 and a half receiving yards. I'm okay taking the over there. DeAndre Hopkins re reception line. Let's see what that is at right now. That was at 64 and a half receiving yards. I like that one more personally. I like Hopkins receiving over, uh, over the 64 and a half yards. But anyway, uh, if you use code upper hand, like it says on the screen here, you will double your first deposit on underdog up to $100. Make sure you take advantage of that promo code upper hand. Make sure you go ahead and use that uh, tonight for tonight's game. Okay, moving forward. We got these quarterback rankings up here. Lamar Jackson, I have him here at number one, uh, despite them having three down weeks. Zach actually spoke about Lamar Jackson. Zach, are you good? Zach, Zach, looks like Zach's back. Zach is good. Yeah, Zach is back, baby. Let's go. Let's go. That's what What's I'm going talking on? about, Zach. Yeah, I hear you. You're looking awesome. good, sounding yeah. good. That's what I'm talking about. Even <laughs> yeah. I had technical difficulties. Mike got kicked out of the stream. Something's going on today with stream. Yeah, I don't know what it's something about it. Uh, anyway, listen, I just appreciate Just in time, everybody. sounds like. I hear Lamar. <laughs> just in time. Just in time. I talked about Thursday Night Football. You missed all the underdog stuff, but that's fine. That's cool. Yeah. And, you know, I appreciate everybody being patient with us, you know, while we get, get going. Okay. So, Zach, I was just saying that you spoke about Lamar Jackson yesterday, right? You know, maybe inquiring yes. on, my, on Lamar Jackson a bit to see what's up, right? Because he had those three down weeks. I still have him ranked here at number one. Rashad Bateman returned to practice on Wednesday. You know, good sign for him to return this week. Uh, Jalen Hurts is on a bye, right? So there's no other quarterback that is in this tier as of right now. Right, I think that's completely fair. And you're right, I was talking about, you know, sending a heat check. I personally wouldn't, you know, expect him to be on the block. You know, I think people understand his upside. But, um... I think a heat check is warranted with the way he's been playing the past three weeks. You mentioned that he is a QB one through the first three weeks. And then the last three weeks, he is still a fantasy QB one, but he's on the border. He's a QB 12. So I, I like Lamar definitely in this matchup against Cleveland. Cleveland has been a shoddy defense at best this season so far. I think this would be a nice spot for Lamar to get back on track. If the trend continue, if the trend would, if this is truly a trend, you know, it's a three game by three game 
um, system that we're working with, he should be good um, again this week. That has nothing to do with any type of stats, but that's the way it's been trending. It looks like I, I think Lamar has a good chance to get back on track. I think he's the number one quarterback this week. Yeah, I got Patrick Mahomes at number two. The 49ers are already out. Emmanuel Mosley for the year, right? Uh, Charvarius Ward has a groin injury. I don't think he's going to play. Uh, Jimmy Ward right. might play, but then he has that club on his hand, right? Because he has a broken hand. And they'll likely get Nick Bosa back. He did practice yesterday, so that's a good sign for him. Keep an eye on that. He can still miss, but he's back at practice, probably playing this week. Um, I think this is going to be a relatively high-scoring game. Um, and I think Mahomes is going to be able to do his thing. You know, 49ers defense is good, but they're just missing some key pieces. And I think Mahomes is going to be able to take advantage. Yeah, absolutely. We just saw the Falcons tear apart the Niners defense, which was one of the bigger surprises to me. I know they're banged up, but that was just like that kind of caught me off guard. So Patrick Mahomes going in and um, they've been playing really well. They lost to the Bills, obviously, last week. But who isn't going to lose to the Bills? Who isn't liable to lose to the Bills? I don't hold that against them. Um Good spot for Patrick Mahomes to just keep doing what he's been doing. I wouldn't be surprised if he's throwing more multi if it's another multi touchdown game for Travis Kelsey through the year because that that he's been Mahomes' favorite target and I think that you know San Francisco is working through going through some things right now <laughs> with the injuries sure. they're going for, through it. So I think Patrick Mahomes is good number two. Hundred uh, percent. I got Justin Herbert at three, uh, the highest I've had him this year. The Chargers had the highest implied total for the week this week. Uh, he gets Keenan Allen back. And the Seahawks can potentially put up some points on them, too. So I think Herbert is set up this week pretty nicely. Yeah, I like this one to kind of be a shootout. I know we talk about any Seahawks game being a shootout now. We kind of didn't get that last week with Arizona, who I thought could actually take advantage of Seahawks defense. It really didn't. But I think Justin Herbert's going to make him pay a little bit more than Kyler Murray did. Um, I think Herbert's a better arm talent. And Keenan Allen's coming back. The offense should be back to firing on on all cylinders. Um, I, I like Justin Herbert at three. I think... This would be the time where he can capture that upside. He could ca- return to that form that we're expecting him to be at um, heading into the season. I think so. I think so. Keenan Allen coming back. Good matchup. I think it could happen. Um, I got Joe Burrow at four. Atlanta's given up the eighth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Uh, every quarterback besides Jacoby Brissett has gone over 19 fantasy points in regular, you know, four point touchdown passing scoring against him this year. So, you know, uh, you know, I think he should have a good day. Uh, he should also have his weapons at, you know, more kind of full strength this week. T. Higgins actually practiced on a Wednesday, uh, which is oh, a great good. sign. He hasn't yeah. practiced on a Wednesday for several <laughs> weeks now. Uh, so it looks like he's feeling better uh, as, as far as that ankle goes. Yeah, I, I like Joe Burrow here at Fort. You know, I'm looking at all these matchups now. It's like, this could be a really good week for fantasy it quarterbacks. Could it could be know? some a high scoring game. I, I think so. But, you know, with Joe Burrow, I do like Joe Burrow now here too, because like you said, that nobody scored less than 19 points besides Jacoby Brissett. And Joe Burrow has been quietly getting it done the whole season. He's actually been a very solid fantasy quarterback. And we saw the upside that we liked, you know, last week with Jamar Chase kind of coming back out and showing us what he can do, you know. So I think this is another good spot um, for the Bengals and Joe Burrow overall. Um, Atlanta's been a quietly good offense too, so there might be some fireworks in this one. I I wouldn't put it past um, Atlanta because they're actually decent in the ground game and their offensive line, like we said, is much better. So this matchup didn't look very good on paper coming in and coming into the season, but they've actually kind of trended towards the mean in both directions. You know, the Bengals are a little bit um, up until last week, they were trending down a little bit and the Falcons are trending up. I think this is actually a quality matchup. You know, I didn't think yeah. it was going to be heading into the season. Uh, I'm with you, man. And I, I expect this to be a high scoring game. Yeah. Um, I have 
Dak Prescott at six, your boy. Uh, he's making his return this week, and he's doing it against the Detroit defense, giving up the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks. He has CD, he has Gallup, and the offense, I think, should receive a little bit of a lift in his return. I think so, absolutely. You know, this is the matchup you want coming off of an injury, you know, against Detroit. Um, Detroit is coming off the bye week, so they might have made a couple adjustments. They might not look like the bad scoring defense that they've been all season, but, you know, there's a chance that that could be uh, the case. I do like Dak Prescott in this offense. You know, it seems like the offense does better, obviously, when Dak Prescott plays. And I I was pretty high on Dak Prescott coming this season because he was a good fantasy quarterback last season, but um, he didn't look very good in the in the three quarters, I think, that he played in, in week one. So my biggest thing I'm looking for this week for from Dak would be to see, is this the same offense as what came out in week one, or is it going to be looking like last year's? If it looks anything like last year's, I think Dak could easily outperform um, his ranking at six right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I have Geno at seven against the Chargers. Uh, this game has a 51 point over under, according to Vegas, and according to our data analytics driven partner and sponsor of today's podcast, Preciser, they have this game at a 53 point total and they had the Seahawks with an implied total of 24 points um, and I just want to kind of explain what Preciser is uh, thank you for sponsoring this video uh, they are a data analytics and algorithm driven sports prediction platform that helps you give you that helps give you an edge in DFS fantasy sports betting so I'd recommend checking them out uh, they do have a free package that you can check out um, they have some stats available for you some predictions available for you but right now you can get their pro package that offer, offers all their data for 30 percent off the first three months if you use the code upper hand um, that moves that pro package to only 6.99 $6.99 a month uh, from their usual 9.99 a month so pretty affordable right their website is preciser.io uh, and that's code upper hand i'll have the link in the description for both the podcast and on youtube Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Anything else to say about Gino? Um, I, I like Gino Smith in this matchup. You know, he had a quiet outing last week, but that game was just weird overall. We thought it was going to be high scoring. It wasn't. So don't panic on Gino Smith. It's weird still saying that, you know, trust Gino Smith. I, I think we can, though. This week, if he puts up a good performance, I think we're set. You can lock him in your lineup um, pretty safely every week. Yeah, we have Tom Brady at number eight. Uh, the Bucks have passed the ball more than any other team over the last three weeks. Uh, the volume is there. He has the weapons. You know, Mike Evans, you know, had a little bit of a down week last week, but I expect him to kind of bounce back this week uh, against Carolina. He has the weapons, you know, to be in the top 10 every single week. So hopefully he could bounce back after what was a, you know, a little bit of a disappointment last week against the banged up Steelers defense. 
Yeah, that was one of the shocking developments of the weekend last week because we th- kind of had the Buccaneers offense as a whole, not just Tom Brady, but Mike Evans, Chris Godwin as, you know, high-end plays against the Steelers because we saw how banged up the Steelers defense was. It looks like maybe Tom Brady is starting to have age catch up a little bit to him. I don't want to trigger anybody by saying that, but maybe it's age, maybe it's a controversy going on, but the Bucks offense doesn't look the same. The only one that I'm happy, you know, with the way they've been producing so far this season is Leonard Fournette. Um, I'm still waiting to see the passing offense get going. This is a good spot to do it. I mean, it's Carolina. You know, they're, they're a pretty easy outing, I think. Could be a trap game for the Bucks, but I think that the Buccaneers should have no problem handling Carolina. This could be a good game. Again, you know, if you don't do well against a banged up Pittsburgh defense, let's just go against Carolina and beat them. You know, <laughs> take out your anger from last week on Carolina. I can see it happening. I, I hope so, man. Eight. I mean, Carolina's defense is, is a little underrated. And, you know, they, they just switched their head coach. And, you know, they got some stuff to prove. But, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think Tom Brady, you know, can hopefully will we'll be able to bounce back in this game. Uh, right. But, you know, Tua, I have him at number nine. He's going up against the Steelers at home. I think he's going to have a better game than Tom Brady did last week. Um, yeah. You know, credit to them, right? They were banged up. But Teddy Bridgewater just threw for 329 yards and two touchdowns last week. And it's really all about these weapons, right? And Tyreek yeah. Hill and Jalen Waddle. So you got to assume Tua is able to get it done this week. And, you know, Pittsburgh has been given up the second most passing yards this year. So, you know, they had a decent week last week. And Tom Brady did throw for his yards. Um, but I oh, think yeah. that I think the Dolphins can take advantage of the Steelers defense, especially through the air. Yeah, you know, it's a pass-first offense. It seems like that's the way it's going to be all season, regardless of who's that quarterback. Even Skylar Thompson was in. It seems like the Dolphins were intent to throw the ball. And that's where their weapons are, so I don't blame them. So, to a, to a, as long as Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell are playing, I think they can make any quarterback fantasy relevant. Um, the deep ball is what makes, you know, the quarterback very dangerous. We've seen Tua do that a little bit this season, but he's also missed on a couple. Um, I, I like Tua this week um, against Pittsburgh. You know, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, they're just too good. Anybody with them as their receivers, you can't not rank, I don't think, inside the top 10 because they're just that good. Dare I say Tyreek Hill looks better on, in Miami than he did in Kansas City. In Kansas, that, in Kansas City, he was great, but he's, it seems like he's just a little bit more consistent as a fantasy receiver. Yeah, I mean, he's getting thrown the he's getting the ball thrown to him all over the field, right? Yeah. Like intermediate, short, deep, you know what I'm saying? Like compared to Kansas City where it was a lot of like either at the line of scrimmage or deep. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of how it felt. <laughs> it's the um, Mike McDaniel effect. Yeah, man. He's doing his thing. Yeah. Derek Carr at 10 against Houston. I have Jimmy G uh, against Kansas City at home at number 11 this week. Um, a little high for Jimmy. But I'm not sure if I've ever had him ranked as a QB1 before. Uh, his weapons, though, though his, his weapons are healthy. The yeah. Chiefs are going to put up points against their banged-up defense, and they're going to throw the ball more than they'd like. Uh, yeah. I, think it, I, think it'll be, I think it'll be similar to what we saw last week against the Falcons. And, you know, the Chiefs are already giving up the fourth-most fantasy points to quarterbacks. So I'm in on Jimmy this week. Yeah, I like Jimmy Garoppolo at eleven. It might be a little high, you know. You might I, this might be a ranking at his close to his ceiling. I don't think he has top five potential, but he's a very good play. I think this week, like you said, with the Chiefs likely to go up. I mean, the Chiefs dominated the Buccaneers defense, and now they're playing against a banged up 49ers defense that just allowed a bunch of points to Atlanta. 
you know, I think that the game script is going to be, like you said, negative for Jimmy Garoppolo. And Jimmy Garoppolo can throw, you know. A lot of people don't think that he's really a good quarterback, someone that can play and win games like that. But um, I think from behind, he can do plenty. He'll be just fine throwing. He has Brandon Ayuk, he has Debo Samuel, and George Kittle showed up, you know, last week. So he has his full complement of weapons, like you said. I, 11 makes sense to me. All these guys had 10-plus targets last week, and I think something like something similar is going to happen this week against the Chiefs. Right. Um, let's see. Matt Ryan at, at 12 here. Uh, he's been passing the ball a lot lately. Uh, Mar- Marcus Mariota at 13. He's had a pretty high floor every single game this year uh, outside of just one. And that yeah. was that was the one where I thought that he was a really good start. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but every single game he's been you know getting it done for you. Uh, Aaron Rodgers at 14, followed by Trevor Lawrence, Daniel Jones, Jacoby Brissett, Jared Goff against a tough Dallas defense. I think that's why I have him kind of low here. Um, mm-hmm. Usually he would hover around low in QB1, high in QB2. But I just think, you know, even though they are coming off a bye, Dallas has been really good against opposing quarterbacks. So I, I, I'm not optimistic about Jared Goff this week. Um, Ryan Tannehill, Russell Wilson, close it out at 20. And you can tell that, you know, there are some solid quarterbacks on by this week based on how <laughs> this top yeah. 20 ended here. <laughs> and but the funny part is, you know, with the quarterbacks on by, Russell Wilson still at 20. <laughs> That's one of the things that kind of opened my eyes. That's like, wow. And I'm not saying I disagree, but <laughs> just the Broncos off. Ugh, we could talk about that forever. I can't stand the Broncos offense. They're just really bad. But um, would you put would you put him over any of these other guys that I have? Daniel Jones, Brissett, Goff, Tannehill? I'd put him over Daniel Jones. I'm I okay. You know, you, it might be because I'm a Cowboys fan, but I'm a Daniel Jones hater. I he is not good. <laughs> the passing not, offense, the passing he, offense is not consistent. He, he runs enough. the ball. He runs yes, the ball. He, yes, he runs the ball. So J- Justin Fields runs the ball. <laughs> right? That's true. So That's Daniel true. Jones, I, I'd argue that Justin Fields looks a little bit better than Daniel Jones. I don't like Daniel Jones that much. I don't think Daniel Jones offers much in the passing game, and you could just look at the passing numbers. There's not much there. The offense runs through Saquon. Daniel Jones is just a figurehead at this point. Um, he can get it done for you, I guess, in a pinch. But I, I, I think I think 16 is a little high for Daniel Jones because the Jaguars' defense isn't that bad. I mean, it's not – if you're going to blame somebody in Jacksonville for why they haven't been playing very well recently, I think it's Trevor Lawrence. Like I said, I think it sits on the offensive side of the ball more than the defensive side of the ball. Defense is doing their part enough, at least, that they can win games. It's, it's not like atrocious. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's part of the reason why I had him ranked so high. I thought he could potentially get it done against Jacksonville. They run more plays. Justin Fields is going up against the Patriots this week. Like that's why I don't have him in the top twenty. I think it's a really tough matchup yeah. for him. They don't run enough plays. Uh, you know, it's just not conducive to fantasy points unless he scores a touchdown. Um, you know, and you know if he ends mm-hmm. up if they do end up running more plays, then yeah, sure. Like I can see him still getting it done, but tough matchup. I, I just you know I I don't trust him at all. Uh, you know, last week they ran a lot more plays than we thought that he would. Uh, yeah. On what was that Thursday night? Yes, it was. it was Thursday night against Washington. Um, yes, yes. So, and then that was a really tough, a really easy matchup for him too. Um, yeah, right. I don't know. I, I, I can I can see him. I can see playing him over guys like Russell Wilson. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll put Jacoby Brissett over Daniel Jones. That's maybe what I would do. Yeah, I, I it's probably that. gonna be a higher scoring game. You know, between Baltimore and Cleveland. Um, and you know, I, I think Jared Goff's in a good spot. I'm looking. I'm just looking at the rankings. Daniel Jones. Yeah, I'm not saying I would start Justin Fields over Daniel Jones this week, just because, like you said, 
New England, but I'm just saying, yeah. like, if you want to talk about fantasy relevance, I'd say on a weekly oh, yeah. basis, you're looking more at Justin Fields and Daniel Jones. I, I, I agree. I think I had, if I'm not mistaken, I had Justin Fields ranked above Daniel Jones every single week. I think that was the case. Yeah. Well, Daniel yeah. Jones, I don't think he's appeared on these rankings yet this season up until That's now. That's true. You could so, tell how many quarterbacks are on a bye this week. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's <laughs> tough, tough sledding.